Home. It is more than four walls and a roof. Home is a feeling. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and I believe that home is the most important place on the planet. Here, I dive into all things home, whether it's tips from my latest DIY project or interviews that examine what gives a house that something special. Join me as I get to the heart of the home. This is the time of year when we have a mountain of to-do things around our house and our yard and our home. And now we're adding in all of our business duties and parenthood. So today on Heart of the Home podcast, we're talking about our fall home to-do list, the things that you do not want to forget to do, and also talking a little bit about how we get things done. The Heart of the Home continues in just a moment. Hey everyone, popping on here to tell you about our latest collection drop on Stag Design. It's our art collection. These are beautiful, large-scale, very high-quality art pieces that will mix seamlessly with our current collection pillows and fabrics and wallpapers. You can check it all out on stagdesignshop.com. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm good. I feel like As if even we though, haven't seen each other all day today. <laughs> well, we see each other, but we when we get really busy, we tend to just kind of like put our blinders on and like get to work. You know, we mm-hmm. don't. I feel like even though I sleep next to you and see you every day, we haven't really like had a chance to catch up. So how are things going? Good. It's been busy. It's been busy. We're both dieting. So we're like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd say we've been in a pretty good mood, given that we're dieting. And I have a cold. You could probably tell from my voice. But Yeah, yeah. yeah. And our kids have not really been letting us sleep very much through the night. Yeah. That's probably one of our most annoying things in our life right now, is that for some reason, our two youngest children like to wake up in the middle of the night. Yes. And kick us all night long. And our youngest, Vivian, sleeps in between us, so you get her kicking you all night and me a little bit, and then Anna sleeps on the other side of me, so I'm literally like beat up from both sides. It's not every night, but it's often. Some nights, yeah. It's often, and it was last night. I I remember a couple nights ago, I was so irritated because I was dead asleep and I got a swift kick straight to the jaw, like (laughs) right in the face. And I was so mad. I was like, so I went and slept on the couch. Yeah, last night, Vivi came into bed with us, and I didn't you know, know that she came in, um, but I woke up when she was wrapping her hand around my chin, and it was really sweet. And that lasted about two seconds, and then she started smacking me in the face, and she's like, Daddy, I want papa. <laughs> Meaning I want milk. <laughs> Get me some milk. <laughs> some milk. I looked, at my, I looked at my phone. It was 2.30 in the morning. It's like, oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> I can't distinguish what nights are the nights they sleep through the night and what are the nights that wake them up in the middle of the night either. It's just like the luck of the draw. Yeah, there's nothing. I guess. So John mentioned we were dieting. It's because, you know, we've kind of been going through like this self-evaluation, I guess, in all things. In our life. I evaluated that I was chubby. It was a pretty simple evaluation. <laughs> and I was feeling that way too. Like, okay, we've been indulging a little bit too much. I would like to get back into all of the clothes in my closet, please. I'm sick of only wearing like half my clothes. It's like, you know, we're kind of at the ages 
We were just talking about this this morning. I feel like in your mid-30s to early 40s, you sort of can go one way or the other. It's sort of like a fork in the road. And Mm -hmm. you can either like start taking care of yourself and doing all the things that lead to like good choices down the road. Or you're going to go like Homer Simpson. You know what I mean? (laughs) You're going to go like way the other direction and like give up on life and just like embrace probably because it starts taking so much more effort to it's a lot more effort. stay healthy and fit as you get older so you're either gonna be willing to put in that effort or not and it becomes pretty evident like late like mid 40s late 40s yeah. which choice you made <laughs> so we're trying to get ahead of that game i yeah. guess and john's idea of dieting in the past has been i'm just not going to eat five Cokes today. I'm going to drink only two and I'm going to only eat um, Twizzlers once a day instead yeah. of a, at night. Right when you're 25, to totally works, right? Yeah. But but you were you getting into a habit for a little while recently where you were eating an entire bowl of cereal right before you went to sleep. As my like, nightly snack. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like super sugary, no nutritional value. That's kind the of only cereal. kind of cereal you yeah. eat. Or ice cream sometimes it was oh, a yeah. bowl of ice cream oh, yeah. right so before nice. bed and i would just like look over and like shake my head and think okay and that's that's okay to do every once in a while but i was doing it like routinely every night <laughs> that's a problem right? every night i realized i had a problem you realized you had a problem which yeah. is the first step and we <laughs> have committed to not eating any more sugar for at least 30 days Maybe 60, depending on how long it takes. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, but the effects of sugar on my body are becoming worse and worse. Like, I just feel so yucky when I eat sugar. Like, so gross. I feel so good when I eat sugar. I know. (laughs) That's why I eat so much of it. That's why I eat so much of it. No, you're right. It It does make you feel crappy, retain water, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Gain weight, of course. Yeah. So I'm kind of happily giving it up. Okay, we've updated everybody kind of on. Sure. Not everything that's going on in our lives. We've had some really big design projects this year, and we've kind of been trying to hone in on all of the processes in our design firm and just make things run smoother, but it's been hard. It's been challenging. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. We we have been forced this year to start really thinking about processes and making things efficient and repeatable and getting out ahead of work before it piles up and becomes unmanageable. And we haven't had to do that in the past as much because we didn't have as much going on and um, we were working on other kind of tasks. But yeah, it's it's a good problem to have. I mean, we're grateful that we've got work coming in and got awesome employees now, And but now it's a totally different process. I think um, it what's fun about building a business is at each stage of growth, it's a whole new set of issues to deal with, a whole new set of things to learn. Uh, and I'm enjoying that challenge, but it's it's definitely a challenge. It stretches you. It's challenging. And our kids are still really young. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I wrote this on Instagram the other day that I feel like October is in the running for the busiest month of the year. Like, I feel like there are more school functions, programs, activities, parent-teacher conferences, parties, carnivals, like, in October, almost more than December. It's so much. It has been pretty busy. I haven't noticed that about October before, but 
that's been it's been that way this year for sure. And the week before Halloween is like the worst because every function dance has a car. Oh, yeah, Halloween we're gonna party. go to like ten different Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The school, every school has a different Halloween thing. There's friend Halloween parties. Our church has a Halloween party. It's just like it's a, a little lot. much. It's a lot. Um, but I I love Halloween. I think it's such a fun holiday. Not <laughs> scary Halloween. I like cute Halloween. Yeah, you're not a horror fan at all. No, no, I'm the opposite of that. Um, but John loves Halloween because of candy. Normally I would, but this year I'm not going to love it because I can't eat any of that candy. I know. John would like pillage our children's Halloween bags. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. And like hide it all that in his That is the car. right of every father to pillage <laughs> his kids' candy. And whether you do it in front of them or not, Depends on how sadistic you are, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John will just do it right in front of him. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about fall and Halloween because as we are sitting here, I'm listening to the wind howl outside and um, that means that all the leaves are coming off the trees and that means one of John's least favorite jobs. No, it's fine now because we just find a neighborhood kid to do it for us. <laughs> well, rake up all the leaves. If we can. That's actually pretty hard to find someone willing to do that work. So we'll see if we can find someone this year. We'll see if we can find somebody. It also leads to a whole slew of activities that you have to do in the fall to winterize your house. Yeah. So one of those is raking up all the leaves and not just raking the leaves, but climbing on the roof. Yep. Cleaning out the rain gutters. Clearing out the rain gutters. Because as we've learned before, what happens when we don't clean out the rain gutters? The the terrific drainage system that I spent so much effort building is useless because the water never goes down the downspouts into the drainage system. It just pours over the side of the rain gutters. So, yeah. Kind of defeats the purpose of having rain gutters if they're clogged all the time. Yes. Yeah, so you have to clean out your rain gutters. Yeah, um, and, and I find you have to do it several times a year. You can't do it every couple of years um, because it it de- probably depends on where you live and how many trees you have around. We have huge trees. Um, it, we got rid of a lot of the trees in our yard because it was so overgrown, but we have a few in our yard, and then we have huge trees in the neighbor's yards. Like on one of the sides of our house, we have a neighbor with massive pine trees. So all growing into each other. And the, the amount of pine needles that fall onto our roof and into our rain gutters is crazy. So we have to get up there a couple times a year, especially in the fall to clean everything out before winter. You also have to cut back all of the foliage in your yard and like cut down all of the plants. Can you talk about that process a little bit? Yeah. Well, a lot of the plants that we planted are fairly new. Um, so I saved all the little tags from when we planted them because every plant frankly needs different care in the winter. So, um, I'm going to have to go through all those tags this year as I go plant to plant and figure out like, do I cut this down all the way to the ground? Do I leave most of the stalks tall and maybe just clean off the leaves or what do I do? Yeah. So just look at each plant and care for it as it needs to be cared for for winter but it takes a bit of time to go through and do that and clean out any weeds that have grown since Mm -hmm. then also this time of year important to turn off your sprinkler system yeah yeah pretty important (laughs) if you have a sprinkler system like we do and here in utah yeah there are some states that don't have them um but we do have sprinkler systems and what happens if you don't 
the pipes freeze and break, and you don't know about it until you try and turn them back on in the spring. And that's fun. And that's super fun. <laughs> super fun. Have we ever had that happen before? We have never had a pipe bust, but we've had sprinkler heads that need to be replaced, which is kind of maintenance you have to do every year. Okay, we also winterized our little water fountain out front, mm-hmm. which this year we didn't even then open it up and have it running, which was kind of a bummer, but we just we were doing some step-by-step yard maintenance and really putting our focus on the backyard, and so we didn't really no. get to that, which was a bummer, but that's okay. Um, and then what else do we have to do? To winterize? Uh-huh. Uh, we have to like put all the cushions for the outdoor furniture away in the umbrellas and all the kids toys and just really clean out the whole yard we got a new dining set this year so we have to actually buy a winter cover for that dining set um we have covers for the other furniture that we have so yeah it's just kind of going through the entire yard and getting it ready for snow uh we have to take down our trampoline eventually we can wait until it starts to snow for that um which it's supposed to snow on sunday we get so much snow up here. Like, we get a lot, a lot, a lot of snow at our house. Like, we literally have only had, I think, one winter where we didn't get as much snow up here. And miraculously, it was the winter that we were tearing open the house. Yeah, it was very fortunate <laughs> for us. It was very fortunate. But we still had, like, it was snowing with no roof on our house. Yeah, there it was, was kind one, of nerve-wracking. There was one moment where I was shoveling the snow off of our kitchen floor. Floor. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the, the roof was off, and mm-hmm. actually the two exterior walls were down as well. So it was just this massive gaping hole in the back of our house. And... um. And we were really lucky that it only snowed a couple of times, but it did. There was a pretty big snowstorm while the roof was off. So I had to get out there and shuffle it off and try and put tarps down, which did not work. And There were some swear words uttered. Oh, yeah. That was not fun. <laughs> could have been a lot worse. It but. could have been a lot worse, but it still was pretty nerve-wracking. Yeah, but on a normal winter, we'll probably get... I don't know how many inches we get. It's a lot, but by the a good measure of that is the snow banks on the side of our driveway oh, are goodness. taller than I am. I'm like over six feet tall. So they can get pretty crazy in the middle of the winter. It's a pretty magical place though in the winter time too. Yeah. There are a few days out of the year that we can't leave our house. Well, we can. It's just hard. Now that I we both have four-wheel drives, we can drive around. Yeah. Yeah. I had a two-wheel drive car before and I there were some days when I couldn't get home. I just have to like leave my car on the side of the Abandoned road. Abandoned <laughs> on the side of the road and walk. Um, yeah, but we live on a mountainside. We knew moving up here that snow is going to be crazy. Um, but there's nothing more magical, honestly, than looking outside after a snowstorm and seeing the mountain filled with, you know, snow. It just the light. It's just so dreamy. I just love wintertime up here. Yeah. Um, but it does come with like... Okay, like there are things that are different up here. Like we um, have a really steep driveway, like a really steep driveway. And shoveling that is like torture. Yeah. And so everyone tells me you need to get a snowblower. And honestly, a snowblower is harder than just doing it by hand because of the pitch. And <laughs> when I'm shoveling it, uh, the, especially on the steepest, there's a portion of the driveway that's steeper than the others. And when I'm shoveling that part, 
and it's cold, I'm like sliding down as I'm mm-hmm. shoveling and just trying to like shovel as I slide, <laughs> which doesn't work so well, but it's not super fun. If we ever get to a point where we replace our driveway, which maybe a couple years down the road, we'll probably put in a heated driveway system. Yeah, radiant heat would be really nice. Yeah, they are so expensive though. They're so expensive, but a lot of our friends have done that this year. Yeah. Um, I think it's really smart. It's really smart if you live up here. But until then, the first couple of years, John would shovel everything. And then we hired somebody. And it makes me so happy when it's snowing. And I see them on our security camera (laughs) shoveling. It brings me so much joy. Well, and, you know, that's one of the decisions we made that... we have a hard time actually hiring things out in the, we've had a hard time in the past because we can do pretty much everything Everything. that needs to be done. And it's hard when you know you can do it. And sometimes when you feel like you can do it better than the person you would hire to do a project for you. But we've tried to be really thoughtful about which things are worth our time and which things we really should hire out because we need to be focusing our time and attention on our business or our other priorities. Or our kids. Or, our or kids. you know, surviving other things. The busier we get with the business and otherwise, the more we realize time is our most precious commodity. For sure. And so, yeah, I, I wouldn't brag about hiring out someone coming to shovel my walks because, you know... Guys don't brag about stuff like that. (laughs) John would be doing every single thing on our house if he could. But it brings me immense pleasure to not be the one out there shoveling and also not having John out there shoveling because it makes him very grumpy. (laughs) Well, it takes hours sometimes, depending on how much. If it snows a, a foot and a half, that's a couple of hours of work to shovel off the driveway and all the walks, because again, we can't really use a snowblower on most of it. It's just not a good use of time. If I can be spending that time on other priorities, especially on the business and earning money through the business. So it's one of those trade-offs that I think other people have a much easier time making. It's been a challenge for us, for me in particular to decide, you know what? I, there are many things that I just don't have time to do and we need to hire it out. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, anything else that you can think of that, hey, like, don't forget to do this in the winter time, or you're going to be in big trouble? Uh, sprinkler system is a big one. Rain gutters, big one. Of course, covering all your furniture and things if you are in a place that gets snow. John has a big system. He's got like tarps and bungee cords and like a specific method to wrapping up all of our outdoor furniture. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Th- I mean, there are a lot of ways to do it. You can buy covers that are made for your furniture or you can use a tarp system they have these like spider web looking bungee cord things which are awesome and um you can use that to cover over kind of a a collection of things that you cover with a big tarp and you know cinch it all down so mm-hmm. okay whatever floats your boat <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that covering outdoor furniture floats anyone's boat but yours hey but I I think there are plenty of guys out there who get excited about this kind of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Looking ahead to the wintertime, we have more projects to tackle. We have one room in our house that is unfinished. We've been saying we're going to do that over the winter for like three years. (laughs) I know. It's the most annoying project. Our laundry room is not finished. And it's super annoying. And I hate it. 
And this is our winter, man. Yeah, let's do it. We are going to do it this winter. Give me a design and I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> I will. I'll get it to you. Jen designs stat. and I construct. Execute. That's how it typically works. I had, um, every once in a while, I get this comment on my on our YouTube channel that's like, in your voice track, you keep saying we, but really it's your husband doing all the work. <laughs> and <laughs> I sort of think that's hilarious because, um, first of all, John doesn't wear cameras. So if it's a video that I'm true that we're shooting together, I'm filming it and John is demonstrating. True. I write all the scripts, I design the whole thing, and then John helps me figure out a way to do it, and then he usually executes it. With some help from you. Yeah. And part of that too, to be fair to you, is we have very young children. And unless we're gonna hire someone to watch our children while you and I work on a project someone's got to be watching those kids and it's usually you. Um, and we'll trade off if there are things that you need to do, I'll take the kids and then you can focus on it. So it would be different if our kids were completely self-sufficient. We could just say, Hey, you guys go do stuff. We're going to be working on this. That is not possible uh -uh. with young kids. <laughs> uh -uh. Nope. It's so not possible. We, we've had many negotiations where it's like, okay, it's a Saturday. There are, there's a big list of to do's that need to be done. And Saturday's like maybe my only day to work on certain things like in the yard or whatever. And, um, cause we try not to do that kind of stuff on Sunday. And so it's like, okay, we have, <laughs> we have developed this negotiation process between Jen and I. It's never very healthy. It's, it's gotten better through it's the years. so much better than it used to be, but it's a, it's a negotiation. Okay. What's on your list for today or what's on your list for today? Let's, let's compare our lists and no, no preconceived notions about how oh, this day is going to go. Let's you <laughs> almost always accomplish your list and I almost never accomplish mine. So I That's guess the, how the weekend goes. But the bottom line is for anyone criticizing Jen not being there swinging a hammer, it's usually because she's doing <laughs> the hard work of taking care of the kids and keeping them happy. And, and filming, John. And filming and taking care of a lot of other stuff. So I may, and I actually enjoy the work most of the time. So it's a little bit selfish sometimes that I'm out there just working away and Jen's taking care of everything else. Sometimes I feel like you enjoy it so much that you do everything to the millionth <laughs> degree. It's like so perfect. And I'm like, okay, come on. I've got things on my list too. I need to do things too. No, of course that's not what's happening. Of course. I'm just that's a perfectionist. What's happening. Okay. <laughs> Hey, thank you everyone for listening. John and I are a team and together we thank you for listening to Absolutely. our podcast. Yes. Um, we'd love to hear what you think. So leave us a little rate and review. It really does make a big difference and we appreciate it. I'm Jennifer Stagg and you've been listening to The Heart of the Home. I hope you'll subscribe, review and rate this podcast and tune in next episode for more Heart of the Home. Thank you so much for listening.